Second Chances for Sora by Who's Liner at fanfiction.net. Hollow Echoes of the Present Cold winds blew. The sky was starting to darken a bit. Snow flurries were beginning to fall from the sky. This was the time of winter for all, humans and Digimon. But if one thinks on a broader scale, it is much more than that, in a spiritual sense. In other areas, you can hear bells ringing, people sing, and a very warm feeling despite the cold weather. This presence is that of people everywhere, welcoming the spirit of Christmas. This holiday spans not only across the planet Earth, but even to the digital world as well. But this next scene does not at all concern the digital monsters that freely roam that mystical realm. Instead, we're brought elsewhere into the eyes of a regular human being. A young girl of no more than 15 years of age, with short auburn color hair and crimson eyes was busying herself at the present moment. This girl's name was Sora Takenouchi, the Digidestined of Love. Even though this little fact slipped her mind at this moment in time, it was no surprise that love was all that really occupied every inch and centimeter of her mind. Sora hummed a little, semi-cheerful, tune to herself as she worked her fingers around the paper in her careful and capable hands. <sighs> to her, the task at hand was nothing short of the utmost importance, as she concentrated and tried very hard to neatly wrap up the special Christmas present. The girl carefully folded and pulled the bright green wrapping paper around the gift she was to, hopefully and successfully, deliver later on. With just a few cuts and taping, the wrapping was finished. To complete the picture, she pulled from her small bag of fabrics a long red ribbon to tie around her gift. She carefully cut a moderately fair length and elegantly tied it around the box. A breath of relief left her mouth as she proudly appreciated the quality of work she put into the gift, as well as the wrapping job. Boy, Ty's gonna love this present. I know he will. I can't wait to give it to him. The girl noticed tiny flurries falling from the heavens outside, and she loved the way they slowly fell to the ground, disappearing in an instant but immediately replaced by more. 
She glanced up into the sky, unable to rid herself of the smile that crept into her face. Not that she cared that the smile wouldn't go away. Her voice released a happy sigh. <sighs> Merry Christmas, Ty. I hope this holiday brings happiness to both of us. A little while ago, the Digidestin received the best Christmas present they could ever receive. The return of their Digimon. Tai Kamiya, Sora Takanochi, Matt Ishida, Izzy Izumi, and Joe Kido were astounded to receive a warm and welcome visit from their Digimon buddies. This was all thanks to the contribution of the new Digidestin. Davis Motomiya, Yolei Inoue, Kodi Hida, and Ken Ichijoji, and partially guided along the way by TK Takaishi and Kari Kamiya. Christmas this year was indeed expected to be a good one, but circumstances would soon take an unexpected turn. Had any of those kids had the power to see into the future, they would have foreseen that two evil Digimon the Digidestin were currently battling against decided to crash a rock concert held by Matt Ishida and the rest of his band, the Teenage Wolves. That's what indeed eventually happened, but the attack is not to which this story is meant to refer to as an unexpected turn. Let's assume that time could rewind to an earlier moment where circumstances crushed the expectancies of a certain someone. Specifically, the hopes and dreams of the Digidestined of Courage. It was the late afternoon, and the news of Matt's concert was spreading fast. Crowds of people had come to see the Teenage Wolves perform, whether the fans had come in couples or by themselves. Matt's friends promised to come to his concert, but for some reason, Sora made it a priority to get there before the others. Wow, this is so exciting! People are already lining up for Matt's concert! <laughs> Don't worry, Sora. We'll be sure to get good seats. Especially once you give him these homemade cookies. I hope... Sora! Wait up! Oh, Ty! Uh, Sora was painfully forced to look up at the person to whom the voice belonged. It was her childhood, and so far, best friend, Ty Kamiya. Suddenly, the thought of the item cradled in her hands rushed into her head. Her eyes briefly darted downwards to Matt's present, and a small pink blush faintly started to appear on her cold cheeks, actually warming them. She was very uncomfortable for multiple reasons. Something smells good! Matt's busy getting ready, but I'll take those to him, hmm. Uh, I bet you will. No way. You'll eat the whole thing yourself. Why, I resent that. I'm on a diet. 
So, um, Sora, you going to the concert with anybody? I mean, not that it matters to me. I'm just wondering. No, I want to be available in case Matt is free afterwards. <laughs> oh, I see. Matt, huh? It's okay. You're not mad at me, Ty? No, of course not. Now, get in there and say hi to Matt for me. Thanks, Ty. Hey! The least you could do is leave us the cookies! <laughs> Tell you what, I'll make some special ones for you. I'll be waiting. Thanks. <sighs> you know what, Ty? What? You've really grown up! Ty couldn't believe it. But strangely enough, for some unknown reason, he found himself smiling. Six months later, Ty bent forward in his seat, staring at a small television in his school's computer room. The image that was playing on the screen displayed a rough soccer team dressed in black jerseys, almost effortlessly trouncing their opponents. Thankfully, the losing team wasn't Ty. But if this team won the upcoming semi-final game, then it would be them. The thought of that possibility gave Ty a visible cold sweat. In terms of this big soccer tournament, things were really heating up. Ty's team was doing reasonably well this season, but the team he watched on the television just seemed to be too much for any other team to handle. His thoughts began to drift to his close friend, Sora. Ty could still remember the good old days when they battled alongside each other successfully. No one could argue against the crystal clear and undeniable fact that the two of them were unstoppable on the field. They were a miniature team in themselves, and no one, no one could ever hope to match their combined force and friendship. But Ty quickly recalled the fact that times change. Sora really changed a lot, for better and for worse. For one thing, she had grown into quite the beautiful, elegant young woman that any boy would be lucky to have. The only problem with that was, he wasn't the lucky boy. His other friend, Matt Ishida, was. In addition, she had grown much closer to her mother, who understood her more and more every day. And to crown it all, she had switched from soccer to tennis. 
Not that it was a bad sport, but the mere concept that, in many ways, she had inadvertently cut all ties to her closely shared past with Ty was unbelievable. If there was ever a time he needed her help on the soccer field... Ty! Ha! Oh, sorry, Ty. Geez, Sora. Give a guy a heart attack. I said I was sorry, alright? What's wrong with you? N nothing I, uh, I was just lost in thought, that's all. So, uh, what brings you here? Mm, you see, Matt and I were gonna go out, but he needed to take care of some things first, so I decided to wait for him. Here? Well, uh, it's as good a place as any, right? I guess. Um, it's our six-month anniversary. Yeah, I know. Ty knew very well that the two of them had been going out for almost half a year. He didn't mean to do it, but mentally, he kept track of how long they had been going out and how serious they were with each other. And was the pair growing closer? Boy, were they ever. So, what's the scoop? I mean, what you got planned? Well, I asked him to take me to that hill above the town. You know, the one where you get a real bird's eye view of the city? Oh, yeah, that one. We're gonna have a romantic picnic up there. <sighs> and from now on, that'll be our special place. Ty's eyes widened a lot at these words. Years ago, as little kids, Sora and Ty would often go up there to play around, climb the big nearby tree, stay up late until it got dark so that they could stargaze, and always worry their mother's sick. That area was both mutually marked by Ty and Sora as their special place. And they promised never to share it with anybody else, no matter what. Ty couldn't believe at all what he was hearing from Sora, and it made him quite upset on the inside. How could she even consider breaking one of their oldest promises? But Matt wasn't to blame here since he didn't know what really made this place so special. Ty wondered if Sora was deliberately handing over every single thing that they previously shared to Matt. In some ways, he understood, but was it not the point to build separate special moments with your boyfriend instead of using other people's special moments as reference? The two of them celebrating their six-month anniversary was hard enough for Ty to contend with, but this? This was almost unbearable, and it seriously hurt Ty's feelings. He did his best to resist the urge to yell at her, given the possibility that Sora might say something, like... Oh please, Ty, that was when we were kids. Get over it. That was the last thing Ty wanted to hear, so he sat silently and said nothing while mentally wallowing in self-pity and depression. He became extremely grateful when Sora decided to change the subject. What are you doing here anyway? School's been over for almost an hour. Well, I was waiting for Kari. She and I were going to walk home together after TK's basketball practice was over. She wanted to watch him play. I see. So, what's this you're watching? Oh, 
some of the reruns of the team that won the first semi-final round in the soccer tournament. I see. Our turn is coming up in a week or so, and provided we win the semi-final round, the coach wants me to watch some of the plays of this team, you know, to see if they have any weaknesses. an understatement. They creamed the other team in the semi-final round. They took eight easy goals without the other team scoring. And then they scored five more for fun! Whoa! Thirteen to nothing! And we gotta be on our guard and more if we even want to be able to stand a chance against those creeps. It's times like this that I really wish you were still out there with us on that soccer field, Sora. Well, too bad, Ty. I don't do soccer anymore. Times change. As people do. Hey, guys! Matt! Yo, dude! Yo, yourself! What's up? Not, <laughs> Not much! much. <laughs> Ready to go? You bet! Great! Let's get going! Hey, Ty! What? Um... This may sound weird, but... You wanna come along? Why? As a chaperone? <laughs> no, man. Just as, you know, company. The more the merrier. Uh, tempting, but no. There's stuff I have to do. Okay. You sure? No, really. It's cool. I'd just be in the way. Hey, wait a minute. You wouldn't be... Besides, it's your anniversary. You... You're right. Oh, of course I am. Well, let us be off then, milady. <laughs> Took you long enough. The brown, wild-haired boy watched him walk off down the school hallway together. He glared a little bit at the way she treated her boyfriend, almost like Matt was her best friend. For some reason, Sora felt the need to turn her head back to where Ty was standing. She gulped a little bit at the way Ty stared at her, but quickly shrugged it off. Ty sighed to himself as he went back to watching the soccer replay. It was nice of Matt to invite him, but honestly, what would have happened? It's not as if Sora would have decided to switch guys then and there. She was only one girl. In some ways, it was good that she was one of a kind. It might have been very weird if there were two of her. Or three. Or seventy. Or even a hundred. It was ultimately her uniqueness that made her a very special girl. But as Ty would later find out, the concept of not being one of a kind would have its advantages. Ty! Hello? Can you hear me? 
Who's there? Hello? <sighs> I gotta take it easy. I'm so stressed out that I'm hearing things now. You what? I just said I was going out with TK to get some ice cream. Why didn't you tell me sooner? Then I wouldn't have had to waste the last hour waiting. I'm sorry, Ty. It was just sort of like a last-minute thing. Ty sighed and turned away from his little sister. Apparently, his previous encounter with Sora and Matt left him more stressed out than he realized. TK, who was watching this scene play out from afar, leaned against a nearby bleacher to grab a small towel from his gym bag to wipe the sweat on his forehead. Patamon, his Digimon buddy, was also watching, while squeezed under the bleachers. What are these two yapping about, TK? Beats me, but whatever it is, it sounds pretty heavy. No, I'm sorry. I guess I'm just tired, Kari. You and TK go get some ice cream. Have fun. Well, you can come with us if you want, Ty. No, I'm... I'm really not feeling up to it. I'll see you at home, sis. A bit later, Kari and TK, with Patamon, walked down the street, heading away from the ice cream parlor. As Kari licked her strawberry ice cream cone, she thought back to her big brother's tone of voice. She knew exactly why he sounded all stressed out. So, what was your brother all mad about, Kari? Do the names Matt and Sora hold any meaning for you? Oh, I get it, yeah. These past six months must have been pretty hard for your brother, huh? That's an understatement. Ty tries to hide it, but me being his sister, and given the fact that he and I are very close to each other, I can see right through his farce. Yeah, it's starting to worry me too. I mean, Ty's been like a second big brother to me. Don't get me wrong, I mean, Matt's a great guy and a terrific brother, but him and Sora getting together seemed pretty unlikely. I really thought that Sora would go for Ty. Well, the truth of the matter is that Sora just gave up on Ty. So she... Took an interest in my brother. Hmm. <sighs> That's exactly it. But Sora was just too stubborn and impatient to give my brother just a little more time. If she'd only waited until Christmas. And to make matters worse, now she's practically spending all her free time with Matt. Come on, Kari. Don't you think you're overreacting just a bit? Remember last month when Ty took us to the amusement park? Uh-huh. Sora was supposed to come along with us. She was? Where was she? Three guesses. Oh, man. I can't forgive Sora for hurting my brother like this. Ugh! She makes me so mad! Hey, easy, Kari. I can't take it easy! My brother has always been there for Sora and me whenever I needed him! I love my brother so much! I don't think I could bear it if something bad happened to him. I'm home!
Hi. I have some ice cream for you. Leave it in the fridge, Kari. Hey, what's wrong? It's their six-month anniversary. Oh. Yeah, and she's taking him to our special place. You're kidding! Kari, look, you don't have to. I want to! She always said that in his times of need. A lot of sisters probably wouldn't do this sort of thing, but not Kari. The Kamiya siblings were closer than most. Hey, it's gonna be okay. I promise. I hope. Look, I... You what? I, I'm sorry you're taking all this time to. I mean, you're spending all this time with me and giving me all these hugs. <laughs> well, if it's the hugs you're concerned about, don't worry. I have plenty of those in stock. Free of charge. <laughs> in that case, I accept. I'll take a free hug anytime. I'll be here for as long as you need me. Things didn't get any easier when she persuaded Ty to spill the beans about Matt and Sora's destination for their anniversary. Even more so when she found out that it was Sora's idea. Needless to say, Kari was a little peeved about it. The rest of the day was pretty uneventful. Mr. and Mrs. Kamiya soon came home and started dinner. Ty once again put on his cheerful facade for the benefit of his parents. Kari knew that it had to be somewhat exhausting to pull off an act like that so often, but it only made her appreciate his strength more. Somewhere else... Something wrong, Sora? It's not really that cold out today, is it? I don't know, Matt. I just felt a sudden chill. 10.42 p.m. Kari yawned <sighs> as she got up from the couch, turning off the television. She was getting tired and finally decided to hit the sack, but not before obtaining a little pre-midnight snack. She pulled open the refrigerator and opened the cupboard. Meanwhile, in her shared bedroom with Ty, one could practically taste the pain, tension, and sorrow that was radiating from the lower bunk. Ty was tossing and turning. Though he was indeed asleep, his unconsciousness wasn't even nearly enough to stop the haunting voice inside his head. Mentally, he tried his absolute hardest to fight off or yell back at that voice. Ty. Who the heck are you? What do you want from me? Please, I'm here for you. Leave me alone! Ty, I'm here. I love you. Get out of my head! Ty! Ty, what's wrong? I... 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 Take a deep breath. Don't worry, I'm here. Lately, I've been hearing this voice in my head, and it won't leave me alone. Uh-huh. And every time I hear it, I get that feeling of guilt that I lost Sora. Hey, hey! You have nothing to feel guilty or sorry about, do you hear me? 
She always used to be everything to me. She meant everything and anything to me. And I forgot. I, I forgot to let her know. Oh, Ty, just hush now. It's not your fault. None of it is. I loved her so much. Eventually, after 10 minutes, Tai started to calm down, and Kari offered him her food. Tai wasn't very hungry, but took a sip from her glass of milk. He calmed down even more as the milk felt cool and sweet as it flowed down his throat. He handed the glass back to Kari, but she pushed it back in his hand. No, no. It's yours. You drink the whole thing, okay? What is it, big brother? Well, you remember that voice I was telling you about? Uh-huh. It's just that I started thinking, and I can't explain it, but I know who that voice belongs to. Zora. Will Ty finally reunite with Sora? What will Izzy and some of his Digidestined crew discover an old home to an old enemy? Who has returned to Japan? Find out in the next episode of Second Chances for Sora. Digimon is copyright, Namco Bandai, and Toei Animation. Second Chances for Sora is a fanfiction story written by Steven Lesser, aka Who's Liner, at fanfiction.net. Luis Ernesto Rojas Gonzalez, aka LG65, are the narrator and Agumon. Scott Terry, aka Northstar, is Tai Kamiya. Seth Jones, aka TX Prince Harry, is Mad Ishida. Miyu Azumane is Sora Takanochi. Fallon Echo is Kari Kamiya. Nathan Gravenstein is TK Takaishi. Mindplex BL is Gabumon. Rika Santos is Biomon. Maddie Penn is Patamon. And Clive Tilsley and Andy Townsend were themselves. Music instrumentals used were Mephilus Whisper by Hideaki Kobayashi. Home Sweet Home by Kohei Tanaka. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence by Diamond Ace. Silent Sky by Naoya Sakamara. Warm Solitude, Cold Loneliness by Arthur Vinky. Piano Reflections by Ajay Stellino. And Stages of Grief by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Songs played in this episode are Call Out My Name. Performed by The Weeknd, written by Abel, The Weeknd, Tesfaye, Adam Feeney, and Nicholas Jaw. From the EP, My Dear Melancholy. Copyright 2018, EXO Records, Republic Records. Momentum, written and performed by Vienna Tan. 
from the album Waking Out, copyright 2002, Vert Records. Halo, Gold Frap Remix, performed by Depeche Mode, written by Martin L. Gore, from the compilation Remixes 81-04, copyright 2004, Mute Records. Main theme is Bleeding Words, performed by Mobile. Written by Christian Crickbray and Matt Joel. From the album Tomorrow Starts Today. Copyright 2006. Interscope Records. End theme is His World. Sonic's theme. Performed by Ali Tabatabi and Maddie Lewis of Zebrahead. Written by Ali Tabatabi, Johnny Gilelli, and Taboya Otani. From the soundtrack Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Copyright 2006, Wavemaster Entertainment Japan. This audio drama is copyright 2008 to 2010, 2020, Legendary Guitar Productions. The only way to break free is to break the mold. You can't stop now. Rock and roll. I said you can't stop now.